Welcome back, Cart Chronicles podcast Christmas episode. Pete is getting pissed tonight, aren't you, Pete? I am. No, I'm not. I'm being sensible. You just you were giving it the big one, <clears> saying, "Oh, you're well up for this one. Are you gonna get fucking ballsy, mate?" I am really like normally. I'm a bit like, oh, like I'm actually really <laughs> up for this podcast. And we've got on fucking Zoom, and you're already all miserable. <laughs> you usually don't want to do a podcast. Is that what you just say? <laughs> So sometimes, mate. I, so I talk about my little hedge house a lot. Like the last podcast we did, I was freezing cold. <laughs> I was struggling to concentrate, mate. I was shivering away. Uh, but it was night tonight. I'm in the zoom. In the zoom, I am in the zoom. Um, I'm in the zone. It's mild. I've got a couple of beers. I've got a bottle of rum, and I'm feeling festive. Yeah, we did something different with the old tipple of the episode front, didn't we? We actually got really organised and bought the same drink each so we can pour it out, sample it together and compare notes, can't we? And the drink we went for, kind of festive, is chocolate oranged rum. Um, It's not like a shitty liqueur weak thing that you'd buy from frickin', I don't know, Audi or something. Um, it's proper rum, full strength, forty percent, and it's infused with cacao husks and orange peel. And it is by Wester Distillery in Glasgow. Basically, they just targeted me with a um, Instagram advert. I thought the advert was pretty good, so I just bought a couple bottles. Yeah, you haven't poured it out yet, have you, Pete? Mate, no, I haven't even. Yeah, I opened it literally earlier so i was ready for the episode um no i'm waiting oh there we go did you hear that solid corkage yeah nice yeah i didn't have the same effect are you ready <laughs> Oof. it's a squeaky one mate you've got yeah. a squeaky one smells quite good you can smell the chocolate can't you yeah you really can yeah that's weird that's weird can't smell any orange Nothing. Doesn't smell alcoholy. I'm going to have a chug right out of the bottle. You? No. Ooh, it's nice. If you can hear that, oh, you fucking started already. Have you? I just poured it out in the old, uh, the old TCAC. Back when we were TCAC, instead of just CCP. The glass. You using your glass? I am, mate. Yeah. Yeah, of course I am. I had to for tonight. Um, so yeah, I've brought it out to the hedge house, mate. So quite ci- quite civilized out here. What are you mixing with tonight, then? I've just got it straight right now. Yeah, I get the chocolate. Don't get the orange, mate. Do you? No. Mm. It's quite it's, nice. Yeah. Are you, you going to mix, or are you just like sort of going all hardcore on me? I'm not mixing it for now. Oh, I've just got orange. <laughs> yeah, I just got a bit of orange there. It's quite nice. It's I wouldn't. It's probably not something I would normally sit around the house and drink. Mm. It's quite nice for a festive thing. Yeah, I'm, no, I'll mix it in a bit. I got some uh, Fever Tree ginger ale to mix it with. I don't really know what you mix with rum usually. <clears throat> yeah, ginger ale, mate. People, um, people do like pineapple juice, don't they, with rum? I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't. That's a bit too exotic for me, mate. I'll tell you what I've got. Go on. Pepsi Max. Oh, God. Pepsi Max. <laughs> you can take the boy out of bod, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
I went and saw my my mum and dad the other week. Oh, in fact, I saw you, Pete, didn't I? When I came down to Cornwall, so you know I did. And uh, my mum's on uh, lamb's rum. Shit. Which is which I thought was just cheap shit, but she loves it. That's quite like savoury, isn't it? That's... Well, there's two. There's the lamb's navy rum, and then there's the lamb's spiced rum. She likes mm. the spiced one. Have you heard of one two five? One two five. No. It's like a seventy percent rum, something. Ooh, yeah. We had our staff sort of Christmas party at the beginning of the month. I had some of that then. But couldn't tell you much about it, mate, because I was shit faced. Do you remember the old Creeley Christmas party? Not really, mate, no. No. <laughs> no. 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 Oh, okay. Was it good? Not for poor Laura. Oh, <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't a Christmas one, was it? I don't know, mate. But that fucking made me laugh. You remember that, don't you? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> God, Jesus! You said we were going to tell a few stories tonight. I mean, we can tell <laughs> stories like that. <laughs> Not fishing related. Poor girl. <laughs> yeah, don't don't tell that story, mate. <laughs> End up going to jail. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So I'm, I'll mix it with the ginger beer. You're on the uh, the old Pepsi, are you? Mm-hmm. Nice. I like this. I've also got uh, a few beers. I've got some uh, old speckled hen, and I actually got hobgoblin. I wouldn't usually buy it, but I've got the hobgoblin gold. Don't know if mm. you've had that, but it's like their gold and ale version. It's actually quite nice. It's pretty good. Yeah, I've got a couple of beers tonight as well, mate. So I've just got a couple of Brewdogs, the old punk IPA. Fiercely defiant and independent, it says on the can. Yeah, so, yeah. Brewdogs, have you had Hazy Jane, Triple Hazy, or Jackhammer? I've had the Triple Hazy. Strong, but it's nice, isn't it? Mm, yeah. I mean, this is lovely. Like I've had this a lot, the punk. It's decent. Yeah, not, too, not too keen on the punk IPA. No, no I just think it's incredibly easy going. I tell you what, we need to get that guy that works, he works in the sort of, oh, what's it called? He works in the beer industry, but this like, you know, modern artisan type beers mm-hmm. that are everywhere now. He works in that industry, doesn't he? Yeah, it's like very hipster. Yeah, yeah, hipster, he's got a beard, you know, that kind of dude. And he works yeah, with that kind of beer. We need to get him on um, because he sounds like an interesting guy. Plus, you know, he can chat beer. So, yeah, we we need to make that happen. I actually spoke to him on the phone and I was arranging it, but I think I was fishing at the time and I had a run. I think I had to end the conversation. Um, but, yeah, perhaps we'll get him on. Mm. Anyway, as we alluded to, this is a Christmas episode. Basically, it's going to... What that means, me and Pete are going to be chatting shit, having a few drinks, talking about the year that's just whizzed by. Um, and maybe even chatting about New Year, maybe even telling a few yarns along the way. So if you like that kind of episode, this is another one for you. Uh, just before we go into that, next year we've got some pretty cool guests lined up. Again, like we fit this in between our, our real jobs. This is just a little hobby project. Um, but, you know, when we have the time to do so, we will be churning out, hopefully, more episodes than we have done recently. Um, thanks, everyone, for bearing with us. Had a few issues 
over the recent months, which have meant we haven't been able to really do any public or haven't been able to publish any podcasts. Um, but that's all behind us now. And we're back and we're hoping to release one every sort of three or four weeks going forward. Um, so plenty in the works for you. Um, Pete, it's been a fucking crazy year, isn't it? I feel like it's gone by super duper quick. What what was your favourite... We'll start off with this, and I'm sure we'll go off on a load of tangents. What was your favourite episode this year? <clears throat> so, you mentioned this to me earlier. I was thinking, yeah, I'm going to have to have a real think and go through all the episodes we've had this year. And I've been busy, mate. I've been busy, busy, busy at work today, and I've literally just logged into YouTube, and I've gone through a lot of the episodes. I just can't believe it, mate. We've had a... Like we've put out some very, very good podcasts this year. And I didn't think they were all within this year, if that makes sense. Mm. Like you said, the year's gone so fast, but I mean probably for me the number one highlight was probably having John Baker on. Yes. Like for both of us, mate, I mean, that's just like if we stop the podcast now, like how epic is that? Like we had fucking John Baker come on. Um and it wasn't, it was just actually a really, really good podcast. Yeah, for me, there's not many people that would, like, I would sort of um, want as much as I wanted John Baker on. I mean, he's, obviously we're in debate, aren't we? So that helps. And, you know, he's a he's a absolute authority, particularly on flavours. But as well as that, just the his longevity in angling, how long he's been about. Um, you know he's been he's been carp fishing for a very long time. So yeah, that was a highlight. Um, have you listened to the latest quarter podcast? They had uh, Richie McDonald on. No, that's that is this oh. week, isn't it? I haven't. No. Yeah, I listened to. I so I went fishing today, um, which we can talk about if you want. But yeah, I listened to that on the way and on the way back, about halfway through. And that I mean Richie McDonald, he would be up there as well. There's a few other people I'd absolutely freaking love to get on. Who knows? Maybe we'll get them one day. <clears throat> Do you, you know never what? Never know. With the the John Baker one, I see. This is what will stick with me, and this is where it's not even about the content that we produced. So I know that you you'd obviously had a chat a couple of times with John on the phone before we sort of recorded the podcast, and you'd said to him like, "Are you going to have a drink with us tonight?" And he said, <laughs> "Yeah, he would." And you were like, "Pete, mate, like we need something sophisticated. Like John's a sophisticated guy," <laughs> and you were like harping on about some Merlot or something. And I think if you listen back to it, like, didn't you have like a bottle of wine or something? Um, because you thought John was going to have like a real sophisticated drink, and he <laughs> and he rocks up with a couple of Stellas. <laughs> he had obviously heard our podcast and thought, "I'll oh, rough it for these boys." Uh, um, classic. Uh, he, yeah, we, we. I try and speak to our guests a few times on the phone before we do it, just to kind of just to get to know him a little bit. Um, and yeah, he, uh, he he's quite into his wines and he was telling me about his wines and importing wine and how Brexit affected him importing the wines he wanted. Um, he loves, I think he loves Molbeck, which is which is my favourite wine as well. Mm. Well, I don't drink it that much. Um, so yeah, I thought, it, I didn't have wine for it. I think I had beers. Um, but yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, good old Joe. What a lovely bloke. Absolute salt of the earth kind of guy you know n- nothing's too much trouble for him keen to help out yeah he's he was, he's a good bloke and it was a good podcast um and i mean we said uh, we, we, yeah he was keen for a part two 
Um, we just never got around to asking him again, which is really poor form, but I definitely hope to get him on next year. Um, it'll go down well. A lot of people absolutely love that podcast for good reason. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I think that must be it. I, I haven't looked at download stats and things for a long time, but it's got to be one of our sort of bigger episodes, that, hasn't it? One Certainly of the on ones. Yeah. Mm. Certainly on YouTube, it's getting a lot of views. I'll tell you what, I've just because I'm just scrolling through to YouTube, so we get very, very little traffic on YouTube because obviously it's not a, it's not videoed, is it? It's just a blank picture for people yeah. to listen to, and we get very little traffic. Um, and one of the other ones, right, right, screams out to me. It's had a lot of views. Was um, Stephen White? Weirdly, his part two has like doubled the views in his part one. How weird. I think it's just because of maybe of the picture, like a big scaly carp on the front. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, Steve, that was a good episode. I tell you who um, I was speaking to earlier and we might get on is our sponsor. Bit different. Mm-hmm. It'll be good to get them on. They can sort of talk about what they do. Obviously, they're like, so Carp Hunter Giveaways have sponsored us for quite a while now, haven't they? Um, and to be fair, like, They've been very understanding of the different issues we've been through. Um, really supportive of us. Just lovely blokes, really, aren't they? Um, and their company is actually really, really good. I think, hope I'm not speaking out of turn now, but when I, I think of like a giveaway type business, I tend to think, oh, it's like a bit spammy. Theirs is anything but. Like, it's very, very well run. Um, they've got very, very cool stuff up for grabs. It's low point of entry. It's done the right way. And uh, and they give back to Phoenix Heroes as well, which I think is really cool. Do you know what they're they're raffling off soon, Pete? I don't know when the prize draw date is, but do you know what they're doing? No, it's their biggest prize yet. They're, they're <laughs> they've got a prize draw for a freaking Ford van. What? <laughs> Did you know? You didn't know? No, <laughs> no. Honestly, honestly, I was speaking to Just... Bernie earlier, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, about the van." I was like, what? The van? He's like, yeah, yeah, we've got a, a freaking, I don't know what it is, a Ford Combi, I think. No um, way. It's like 16 grand's worth of van. Um, yeah, 99p to enter. Wow. <laughs> they, they've got to sell a lot of tickets. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, Mate, I, you should enter that. I mean, you've won a few of their little comps, haven't you? <laughs> you, you totally should enter. I won, yeah. I won one of their competitions. Yeah, mm. yeah. You don't use the barrow, do you? No, I don't use it at all. No. Have you still got that? No, no, I sold it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Just being honest, mate. Just yeah. being honest. Fucking <laughs> yeah. sold that up. I had the. Have we spoken about this before? Haven't we? I don't think on the podcast about my weird feelings. I mm, saw it come up, and God. I was just like. Well, I'm going to win that. I know that sounds so ridiculous, and people will probably think, fucking hell, he's a bit big-headed, isn't he? It's not big-headed, I just like had a feeling that I would win if I entered. So I entered and I won. It's really weird. I have it all the time, don't I? Yeah, like with your your fish capture that we spoke about before. Yeah, that. was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, that. I, I have it about fishing, but I have it about all sorts of stuff, mate. I really do. Mm-hmm. It's very odd. Katie's always like, oh, have you seen this competition for a Cotswold home? Can you enter it? <laughs> like, no. It's like, I can't, like, do it on demand. It's just, it's just I just get weird feelings sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but anyway. 
It is um, what it is. But anyway, I suppose it's probably a good point to mention our sponsor, Carpunder Giveaways. If you want to go and see what they're doing, get involved with the festivities, get away, get involved with these prize draws, um, just go to their website, carphuntergiveaways.co.uk. Go and give them a support because they support war veterans um, who suffer with PTSD via Phoenix Heroes. So great cause. By entering the prize draw, you're obviously in with a chance of winning some cool stuff, but you're also indirectly helping war veterans. So war veterans. I always struggle to say that. Um, so it's actually a really good cause. Just go and get involved with them if you haven't done so already. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So just going back through the episodes... Um, and I'm surprised that this was this year, but this was one of the first ones of 2021, I think. Um, amino acids with Dr. Patrick Mills. Now that created a bit of a stir, didn't it? Controversial, Dr. Patrick Controversial. Mills. Yeah, for all the right reasons, though. No slander. Oh, you had to mention it, didn't you? What? You had to mention it. Mention what? Nothing. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, anyway, controversial, wasn't it? Yeah. In the bait world. Do you know what? I enjoyed that episode, mate. I thought it was um, it was a bit of an eye-opener. I think it got everybody's grey matter thinking a little bit, didn't it? I think there's some guys out there who sort of um, listened to that and it really changed their opinion on certain ingredients like betaine. And then there's other guys that listen to that and think, well, actually, sort of like, this is sort of, absolute rubbish and the anecdotal evidence that they've probably got within their fishing would suggest that substances like betaine are actually very worthy of an inclusion i think it's it's like we spoke about this in our last podcast synergy as well so i I believe what he's doing patrick if you're listening i think you do listen apologies if i've got this wrong but he mostly slurring already he mostly tests um singular items singular compounds Mm -hmm. singular organic acids singular amino acids he'll might put a few amino acids together but i think something like betaine the synergy um you know particularly in a a bait that's got protein which you know pretty much every bait's got protein isn't it um Mm -hmm. i think the synergy comes into play more so and it's not just about attraction with it and then there's just so many variables isn't there so many different variables but um he's a very interesting guy he's a very clever educated guy so i'm going to stop you there mate go on Betaine and protein and synergy, why? Digestibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just in, enhanced digestibility. Is there so any, it, any sort of mechanism in play there specifically? or I'm not 100% sure. That's not something I could wax lyrical on, to be honest okay. with you. I have looked into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not something I, I, I'm sort of fully clued up on, to be honest. Um, I'm very very certain of it and spoke to people who are kind of clued up on that um i'm just yeah. mate, i'm gonna i'm gonna hammer Go down this line no because i just straight away that's just like tweaked a little interest so is that something that they're sort of um that they would find attractive from eating it um is that something that you know that would work in synergy from an attractive point of view or is this purely from a digestibility they feel good they've eaten the bait it's worked well, I, th- I think it depends on the type of betaine. So betaine anhydros, I believe, is quite attractive in its own right. Certainly is in my tests. Um, whereas the hydrochloride version, less so, but it's still going to aid um, the assimilation of, of amino acids and protein within the gut tract. So 
yeah, and I think then you can splice in my old favourite of, of, you know, how the carp feel after they eat. I think there's something in that. Um, and certainly if any animal is deficient in an amino acid, if, if there's an essential amino acid that is essential to that animal and they're deficient in it, personally, I really believe they're going to seek that out. Um, in my own <clears throat> my own practice, my job, for those of you who don't know, I'm a nutritionist, um, but I also work kind of deeper on the biological side, bio-optimization. Some people can be deficient in amino acids. When you give them essential, the essential amino acid that they're deficient in, you know, it can change their world. I'm guessing, but I can only imagine that would be the same case with animals. Um, now, you've got to understand that most carp live in a pretty rich aquatic environment like that their their watery environment is pretty damn rich in amino acids from from different animals so they're probably not going to be massively lacking in something um but perhaps they could be slightly um i'm going off on a tangent here but that's what we do isn't it and i think tangents mm. are good um, no and i think like what you're saying about humans i mean carp are primitive beings aren't they um, and I think us as humans have sort of almost lost, lost that. I think if we, oh, I don't know, actually, you, you eat healthy, you feel pretty good about yourself, don't you? But at the same time, like I can eat unhealthy for months and then all of a sudden I realise, fuck, what am I doing? Um, and I don't feel like I'm being unhealthy until I get to a certain point. But I think like with humans, we've lost a lot of that sort of primitive instinct because we're so conditioned into... I don't know the way we live. I guess is a Western society, uh, but carp are very different creatures. Yeah, I think you can get like in attunement with your body. I think people that work out, <clears throat> I think they tend to be more kind of in tune with how they're feeling. That's that's mm. what I believe. Um, people who meditate do as well. I haven't. There's, there's no hard data on that. This is just like my own experience from coaching and consulting with like well a lot of people yeah hundreds and hundreds of people at this point i think people that work out and people and or people that meditate tend to be they have like a clearer idea of like okay like this food is making me feel a certain way that's what i think so with that in mind you could reverse engineer that and get more in a tune with your body i think hmm not mr carp <clears throat> Well, I think, I think carp probably are probably. <laughs> I think carp are probably more in attunement with it anyway, because, like you say, they're more primitive. Absolutely, they have less clutter in their lives, in their brains, in their being. So it stands to reason they'd be a little bit more in tune with it. And survival is such. It's in a way, I think it's more hardwired into them, isn't it, than it is for us? Um, because for quite a while, I don't know. I just there's a massive difference, isn't there? Um, but yeah, I think I think you're right, mate. At the end of the day, none of us know, do we? I mean, I could be chatting a load of shit. I could be so far off the mark. It's unreal. Mm. Maybe I am. Who the fuck knows? But I find it really interesting. Um, and certainly for me, I'd want to use a bait that I felt was filling any holes in there, in the carp's nutrition. Um, and I think it's just good if we're going to catch them, put a freaking hole in their face with a hook drag them out of the water i think it's just a nice polite thing to give them a good diet give them a bit of health in return you know yeah absolutely and as we spoke about on the last podcast that's sort of something that um you in particular are working on at the moment aren't you 
yeah, brutally hard at the minute. Yeah, very, very tough. But yes, I am. It's exciting as well because oh, I know that you're you're <laughs> in tune with this. I know you are. And there's so much I'd love to talk about, but obviously we're not going to do that um, because, yeah, we're going to release a product. But, yeah, doing some really exciting stuff, testing some things that, um, yeah, yeah, I'm very excited about. More on that at a later date, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I don't know if we're speaking out of term here, but I think uh, Patrick Mills, he was in contact recently, wasn't he? He sent a couple of emails. Yeah. Um, and I think he's made a few little developments, little tweaks to his product he was excited about as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he's cha- He's he's going to send us some, actually. Uh, obviously, he's over in the States, isn't he? Mm. In the States or is he in Canada? I can't remember. No, yeah, no, he's States, mate states mm. yeah he's gonna send us some but yeah he's basically chat i can't i don't want to say and and speak wrongly of it um but he's changed the way he's delivering the amino acids added something else to it to to further its scope um i i tested his products um that he kindly sent um but he's changed some things and he's very excited about his new permutation of it so look forward to trying that so, right, I'm going to keep us on this tangent, mate, of episodes. Bill Cotton, was that this year or last year? Because we released... this year, mate. So we recorded it the early part of this year, was it? We recorded it freaking ages ago. and then it we was had in to... lockdown. Yeah, we had to put a stop to it and then take the first one off. And then we released the second one um... three months ago, according to YouTube. Three months ago, 20th of August. Yeah, I've just got it up now. Um, and we released the first one on the 2nd of April. <laughs> so, yeah, a long time apart. That took a while to come out. Yeah. That was cool, though, wasn't it? Mm. Again, a bit of an idol for us. Somebody who, you know, we'd read a lot of their writings. <laughs> I wouldn't call him an idol. <laughs> Someone I respect a lot. I wouldn't say he's an Ooh. idol, mate. Not shit-talking Bill. I think Bill is absolutely awesome. Love chatting to him. Again, he's another guy I didn't think I'd ever chat to. Not on a podcast. I was lucky enough to speak to him on the phone a few times years ago. I wouldn't say he's an idol, and idol is a strong word, mate. Hmm. Idol is a very strong word. But yeah, he was another great person to, to talk to. How about this, then? If you could choose anyone and get anyone on the podcast, who would you choose? That we haven't had already. Dude, I hate these questions. I have yeah. no idea. It's got to be Terry Hearn, and it? It's the obvious. Oh, well, obviously. But to my knowledge, he's not done a podcast ever, has he? No, of course he hasn't. No. I mean, yeah, of course, Terry Hearn. Um, tell you who I'd like. Unusual, but Chris Yates. I think he'd be brilliant. I reckon he'd have a drink with us. I like a bit of Chris Yates, I do. You, you, well, as you know, I'm into my traditional tackle, aren't I? I don't fish with it all the time like Chris does. But um, every now and then I'll, t- I'll take out a little bit of vintage tackle. Use it. Got the old Mitchell 300 half bale version before mm-hmm. the full bale was available due to patent reasons. Yeah. Um, Chapman's 500 rod. Yeah, I like all that stuff. But yeah, I think Chris Yates would be... I mean, he's he ain't going to be around for much longer, is he? <laughs> <laughs> he's cracking on a little bit it sounds awful yeah. Um, but yeah he'd be good to get on I don't think he'd be up for it um, you never know 
You he's never know. Other podcasts but might not have asked him. Maybe he's listening right now. Mm. I'll tell you what, the Richie McDonald podcast from Corda, who was the interviewer? Um, it's the the guy that always does it. It's his last episode. Ah, because I know that he'd left. Yeah. Uh, I wonder who's going to take that on then. I like him, mate. I think he's actually very good. He's not, um, yeah, he's not who you'd, like, if you heard, if probably if you met him, you wouldn't think, oh, he's an angler. Do you know what I mean? No. Yeah. Um, I understand. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Seems like a very nice guy. He invited me out for a coffee. Just didn't take it up, or? No, didn't take him up on it. I just, well, it was one of those things, he just sort of, I think he just politely asked, oh, we should get a coffee. Hmm. I don't know, it's not really something I'd do, go and get coffee with dudes. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> rum is setting in nice, eh? <laughs> been inviting me down the boozer. Might have been a different different thing. No, he's he's local to me. He's a Cheltenham <clears throat> lad, which is not okay. very far from me. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. He is a nice guy. He he comes across well on the podcast. Um yeah, I don't know who they're gonna do. Who they're gonna have host it next. Um don't know anyway let's move on with this episode mate we're going over fucking old boring shit aren't we Mm. um the last year what would you say is the biggest this is something i wanted to ask you right i've got this Mm pre-planned what is the biggest lesson you learned in your own fishing in the last year um just honestly not to be lazy um the start of the year uh, i missed a had a mistake honestly from i think i spoke about this on the podcast um from a particular water and i sort of woke up to a couple of blips and just was like mm, like bream sort of nodded off and i'd been done massively um just not to be lazy and that's in sort of all aspects of my fishing mate Big problem for me is it's fishing for me, escape from life. I go out, I get away from the kids. And that is like number one. And then fishing is like number two, if that makes sense. So I've tried to stop that. I've tried to sort of put my fishing forefront um, and get the thirst for it, which I which I used to have. Um, so yeah, not to be lazy, mate. I fall into the trap when I'm fishing. I go out there, I relax. I'm out there to relax, but um, at the detriment to actually catching fish. Yeah, yeah. I I don't have the same drive I used to either, to be honest. <clears throat> you know, I'll I'll sort of I'll put a lot of effort into baiting up, um, but when I'm fishing, I fish very hard to a point, and then I'm just like, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> you know, I'm just really yeah. happy to be here. Love you know, loving being outside, and um, I'll put my feet up, have a beer, and just stare at the freaking lake. Not intently for, for for signs. I'm on about, you know, lay back on a chair, staring at the lake, taking in the nature, sipping a cold one. I enjoy that, you know, whereas perhaps before I'd be looking at the lake, but I'd be up a tree, you know, or looking for something. Um, I don't have as much drive as I used to with it. I just enjoy it for what it is. Mm. That being said, short session stalking, that's a different, that's a different ball game. Um which is how I caught most of my fish this year, is just short sessions, you know, walking around with the little tiniest amount of stalking equipment. Catching yeah, them out nice. the edge. 
that's what I like doing, mate. That's what really kind of lights me on fire. It's refreshing, isn't it? It's just, it's just how it should be. Man and beast hunt them down. Yeah, it's probably how we fished a lot in times gone by to an extent as well. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And if you can see what's going on, there's nothing more exciting, is there? No. So you went, you fished today. Was it today you fished or yesterday? No, today, mate. Yeah. yeah. Anything exciting? So it's this lake, first time fishing it. It's the lake um, that I've been baiting up regularly. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long I've been baiting up now. <clears throat> I think in our last episode, which we recorded on the 25th of November, I'd been baiting it up for like five weeks, hadn't I? Um, yes. I've been baiting it ever since, three times a week. It's the 15th of December as we record this. Baiting up for a freaking long time. So yeah, today was the big big finale, so to speak. Um, yeah, fished it. Catch? Nope. No? Nothing any fish? Nope, but i tell you what I did see. Signs of otters right uh. where I've been baiting up. Quite subtle signs, obviously, otherwise I'd have noticed whilst baiting up. Um, but but there has been a, an otter visiting base, basically the same area, pretty much. You can see the push-throughs. I've seen sprain. Dude. There is an otter in that area. It's about 30 acres the lake is. Um, so This is a nude water for you, is that right? Yeah. Just, new... You've just got a ticket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nude water for me. Uh, as oh. I said, it's the first time I fished it been baiting up i put god knows how much money's worth of baiting god knows how much fuel god knows how many hours and yeah there's a freaking otter hunting near where i'm baiting so yeah i'm not saying that's why i didn't catch today <laughs> uh but i am saying it because obviously like i have to stop baiting that area now because i don't want to be training the carp to keep going there if an otter's coming in at that entry point so it's fucking bummed me out, you know, all that fucking time and, and effort and money. And I've got to stop it because, mm. yeah, it's just not right. But here's the thing. I mean, dude, that otter is going to know where the fish are. It doesn't matter. No. You know. Yeah, I know, it, it, but I just don't want any fucking part to play in that yeah. otter maybe catching one. That otter's going to catch them or it's not going to catch them. Your baiting isn't going to make a difference, dude. When you're baiting like that, you know, and you're keeping it going in the winter, you will keep the carp active and they will keep visiting the baited areas, you know, provided it's somewhere that's, you know, relatively comfortable for them. They will keep visiting that. So, like, even if it's quite a removed role I'd be taking in the potential of that otter eating a carp, I'm still playing a role in it. I've still got a hand in it. And for me, I just don't. Mate, if if I kept baiting that up and then, you know, I went one day and there was, you know, a carp dead on the bank near there. Even if, you know, even if that had happened anyway, I just, I ain't going to feel good about that, you know. Mm. So, no, that's it, mate. I'm done. I'm done with I done mean, with baiting up on that lake. Sorry, what part of the country is this? Cotswold Water Park. Cotswold. So, I mean, is there part of you that was, I mean, surely... I, I, in my head, this is, I mean, otter predation up there is pretty rife, isn't it? It's mm. rife. Yeah. I'm surprised you're at a point where you're happy buying a ticket on a lake without a fence. This particular lake, I mean, I, I think I said last time, it's it's not got anything mega in it. Um, I think there's a couple of 30s. 
the rest are, are sort of 20s and, and quite a few smaller fish as well but I think it's very much something for the future so I've got a ticket get my foot in the door I'll keep a ticket going and I th it, it's going to get a fence built around it <clears throat> okay um, so it's just something for the future mate mm. it, it's something for the future um, it's quite a big lake at 30 acres it's not typically the type of lake that uh, an otter would really turn over quickly um, it's, it's just the way it is mate I mean on the flip side there's a, there's quite a few lakes on the water park that I would love to fish that don't contain that sorry that don't have fences um, because they can't I'd still love to fish them yeah it's just it's it's horrible man we experienced it in cornwall year you know years before the rest of the country did um didn't we uh, and it's you know you know as well as i do how mm. heartbreaking it is to turn up to your lake and, and find the fish dead it's happened to me and you too many times isn't it yeah this lake's close to me mate we'll talk about it i guess off air that are currently being predated which is real sad but there we go yeah yeah but yeah anyway so yes i went fishing today totally blanked um <clears throat> and yeah i don't know if i don't think i'll be fishing it again to be honest um yeah there we go mm, dude that time yeah. of year isn't it mate that time of fucking year yeah it is it is but i know how much time and effort you've put into it and i know how much you've put into it cash wise and bait as well uh, it's gutting. It made me laugh the other day when you sent me the photo of your bait delivery. <laughs> it's just like things have escalated. <laughs> that was, do you know what? That that was the first time I've had bait delivered from Kenny. Mm. I always go down to see him, and I enjoy going down to see him at his factory as well. Um, like he he always spends a good hour, usually a couple, with me. Um, we have a good old freaking chin wag about bait and fishing and I enjoy going down. It's a hell of a drive for me. Yeah. Um, but it's a nice experience, but no, it's just, I've got too much going on. So yeah, I got it delivered to me. Um, and I was impressed. It was turned up frozen. Uh, he uses APC overnight, but it turns up frozen. He had to freeze some of it. Um, the rest of it, he usually rolls it all fresh and gives it to me, but, but one I, I ordered a couple of different baits he had to freeze and yeah it turned up frozen very impressed yeah very cool mate how many freezers do you have you've got to have got, more than one on the go I've got three freezers <laughs> <laughs> oh your missus never knew what she was getting involved in <laughs> like <laughs> mate she's good as gold she is oh, good as gold she yeah. is yeah yeah she don't care mate she doesn't care. She's the kind of person like if it if it makes me happy, she's like all for it. Like yeah, go go do it. That's do good, it. mate. It's yeah. very good. This winter then, so you've I'm guessing this lake's a no go now. No, keep the ticket. As I said, keep my foot in the door. You know, it's something for a few years down the line at the very least. Probably more than that. But yeah, no. So yeah, what were you asking? What am I going to do next year? Well, what are you going to do? Yeah, winter. Like this got... winter. Mm. Mm. Well, I I've never spoken about this before, um, but I'm treasurer of a small angling club um, up here in the Cotswolds. I've not done much on it, but um, I will probably just dabble on, on our waters mm. for the winter. 
Um, one of those has has been predated from an otter in the past, so I like to keep I like to walk around it and sort of see what's going on with that. Anyway, we're trying to get a fence on it. I was hoping we'd get one on this winter, but it, it's quite an expensive thing for us to do. It's going to be at least twenty five grand, and the club is not. You know, we're not swimming in money. We're doing okay, but we're not swimming in money. Um, so yeah, I'll keep my touch in with that, and I'll probably fish that a little bit, mate. To be honest. Um, I've got a few other waters dotted around that I could have a little dabble on as well. Um, I think springtime I'm going to be back over Oxford Way. Mm-hmm. Or who knows, mate? This is all very new to me. You know, as far as I was concerned, I was going to fish this this 30 acre lake on the water park and and just get a bit of a bend in the rod this this winter. But I don't think I will now. Not not with the otter thing going on. Um, so I don't know. I might. I might even go back over Oxford. Who knows? Who knows, mate? What about yourself? Ooh, winter time. I don't know. I'm struggling, struggling for time. If I'm honest, struggling for time, struggling for a little bit of motivation. Um, having said that, I've wangled a few days off Sunday and Monday, so I'm definitely going to have a couple of nights in a row to my disposal. <clears throat> no family or anything so I'm just going to I don't know where I'm going to go I'm going to go out of county just go away for a couple of nights which I'm looking forward to but I've no idea where to go come Not. up here mate yeah I might just do that you suggested a lake to me I had a look I think it's it's not like a day ticket is it it's a club water is that right uh yes so that's a problem no it's not a problem okay no and get you can get it's not my club um it's a different one but yeah you can get day tickets on that particular lake in winter okay yeah i've never fished it I, and i wouldn't <laughs> it's not my kind of thing but okay it gets it <laughs> gets busy it mate. to me <laughs> there's some lovely fish in there yeah know? lovely lovely fish in there um it just gets very busy but in the winter it'll be a lot quieter so yeah you'll be all right you'll be all right it's um it's called it's Wickwater, but it's now called Franklin's up on the Cotswold Water Park. Right. It's part of South Cerny Angling Club. As mm-hmm. I said, I've never fished it, but there's quite a few fish in not a huge lake. Probably a good chance of one in the winter. Gets really rammed with a lot of fucking idiots, to be honest. A lot of noddies, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> I'm sure I'm pissing some of them off by saying this. Um, but I think... As far as I'm aware, I've, n- I've never fished it. Um, there's a tackle shop on the site now because they've moved the tackle den. Um, I've been in there a few times. But as far as I'm aware, yeah, it gets busy and there's all different kinds of anglers that fish it. Mm-hmm. Um, not not somewhere me and you would want to fish. But in the winter, if you want to get a fish, you want to get yourself a nice Cotswold, Cotswold carp, it's probably a good bet, mate. Yeah. Yeah, you see, I'm quite happy. <clears throat> On a little trip like this, this is what I was saying to you on the phone the other. It might have been today earlier, actually. I'm just quite happy to go somewhere, maybe somewhere like a little bit steeped with a bit of history. A little, I, I don't know. Got Bradley's, which is day ticket as well. Probably shouldn't shout about that, actually, should I? Ah, <laughs> uh, mate. But the thing is, that's like a hundred acre pit or something, isn't it? Yeah, with not a lot of fish. Yeah, a few fish um, in there, mate. Fair few fish. Yeah, fair yeah. few, fair few fish in there. Um, I'm quite happy day... to catch a to catch a fish, catch a couple. <laughs> I'm not. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind where I go, mate. Say, for example, like 
earlier in the year, I went to Sandhurst, and I've, I've never really fished like a circuit water or anything like that. Um, I enjoyed it, you know. I'd certainly somewhere like that in the winter for a couple of days. I'd go to good chance of catching a fish, and I've got the perfect place for you. <sighs> I'm just... sensing your sarcasm. No, 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 no. I just <laughs> thought of it. Go Honestly, on. it's it's it's. A... We'll talk off air. Um, there's nothing big in there. I think there's a couple of thirties in there. And that's that. Yeah. Um, but it's been a wild pit that's just been left to its own devices. A few people have guested it. Um, but that you can get tickets on that now. Mm. Uh, that might be a good bet, mate. I think you you definitely can catch a few. Um, oh, yeah, is that your way or? Yeah, it's my. Yeah, it's on the water park. Oh, the, mate. You see, that sounds good, and you could pop down and say hello one of the nights. Yeah, I've driven past it. I've never set foot on the place, but um, yeah, I know where it is. Yes, if I'd had more notice, Pete, I could have got time off work, and we could have oh, done a yeah. social. Almost feels like you, uh, you engineered it so that wouldn't happen. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be honest, mate, lastminute.com. I know, I'm joking. Yeah, we do need to do that social, though, don't we? Mm-hmm. Mate, I was just thinking then. So I know, like, you'd message Dean today because we had, for the listeners' sake, we we did record a podcast with Dean, and we've had some fucking technical issues, which we have had a few times in the past. Um, so it hasn't come to fruition. I saw you messaged him today. Mm. Um, so yeah, happy Christmas to you, Dean. Um, yeah, I was thinking then, just then, like, we should go up to his factory and like record a podcast in person or something. And then maybe yeah. have a bit of a social, like, up that way or something. Completely random like that, mate. That'd be a good laugh. Yeah, Go like on, mate. So back to your question. Like, What have you learned? What's your lesson this year? Ooh. Mm, flip it back on you. I didn't expect you to flip it back on me. Mate, I've probably learned shitloads. Um, what's the biggest lesson of mine in my own fishing this year? Ooh. Just, mate, do you know what? The biggest, the thing that's springing to mind is, and it's a reinforcement, I already sort of knew it, but I think it's one of those things that you have to keep reinforcing to yourself. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't need as much time as perhaps I think I do sometimes. Again, everyone's heard me say this before, if you, if you listen to the previous episodes, but I used to spend a lot of time fishing. And to switch from, from fishing several nights a week, you know, I'd do four nights a week, you know, like, and... and that is just never going to happen now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't need that much time. Like, obviously, I'm not going to catch as much. Time is the biggest edge, you know. It really, really is. That and watching and things like that, the time on the bank, the amount of hours you've got to rig out in the water, obviously, you're massively increasing your chances. But I've done pretty good this year, and I've caught some lovely fish with minimal time fishing. And... Don't feel like you have to freaking do a couple of nights a week. Don't feel like you have to camp out at the lake, you know, three consecutive nights. Otherwise, you're not going to catch your target. It's not the case. Yeah, if you've got less time, it's going to be harder and you're going to need to work harder. But think outside the box, fish outside the box, do something different, you know. Just, just it, with the limited time you have at that lake, when you're there, throw yourself into it. And, uh, and you can still get good results. So, yeah, I've just relearned that lesson, I think, this year, mate. Mm. <clears throat> How many nights have you done this year? No idea. Not that many? Not that many, no. No. 
20? Mm. It's not much, is it? Fucking hell. It's a lot more than me. <laughs> I've probably done more than 20. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. It was 52 weeks in a year. Yeah, I've done more than 20. Mm. Oh, it's nice. But nowhere near as many as I used to do. But then again, look, I, I, you know, I'm saying you don't have much time, go fish hard. At the same time, if you don't have much time and you want to go to the lake and when you're there, you want to fucking sit back with a beer and chill the fuck out, do that. This is, you know, don't feel like... <laughs> I think some people feel like they have to fish hard or they have to fish in a certain way. You know, you know fish however the fuck you want to fish. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. Um, it's what fishing's about, isn't it? I think there needs to be more fun injected back into fishing for a lot of people. I think a lot of people take it too serious. Mm. You think you found that this year? Found that a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I've observed it a lot. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of fucking sullen-looking people, you know, grinding <laughs> it out for the target. <laughs> you know, cheer the fuck up. Mate, but they're happy in their misery, you know what I mean? Hmm. And they probably, like you say, grind it out and they'll they'll catch a target if these guys have got all the time in the world. It's a, it's a strategy, isn't it? Just fucking bore the fish out, live there on the bank. <laughs> There's a few people that do that. Um, uh, yeah, of course they do. Of course they do. But it's yeah, cool, get though. each to their own if they're happy doing that. Crack mm-hmm. the fuck on, you know. Yeah, crack on. What's your proudest achievement of the year, mate? Ooh. Oh, there's a question. God, mate, I have to think about this. Um... Because I know you're, you're f- my best... N- the next question is on your list of questions is memory, isn't it? It is. So my my favourite memory... I'm going to skip a question because I don't want to answer the you same question with the same answer is what I'm saying. So my best memory would have been my uh, the Sandhurst fish. Right? That was awesome. Enjoyed that. Proud of that one. Um... In my in my little picture album of not that many amazing captures, um, my proudest memory of the year or my proudest achievement—I really don't know. I'm going to apologise if you can hear a dog yapping. Um, Is that your wife calling you? Yes, mate. How did you did you <laughs> pick it that up? <laughs> oh, you savage fuck! So, um, sorry, Vanessa. <clears throat> So yeah, that would be my favourite memory, but proudest achievement. I'm gonna have to think about that. I'm gonna have to think about it. What about you? Oh, fuck knows. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Really don't know. I could give one for bait. Go on. I reckon you'll agree with me. There'll gotta be the llama dust. Oh yeah. You've said so many times how proud of that you are. Mate, it's <laughs> I tell you what. You didn't even develop it. No, no, mate, the llama dust works. Yeah. Two days ago. What about ago, you? Two well, days ago, I just made up some paste from the llama dust in water, mm-hmm. was feeding it to my fish, and they were absolutely freaking loving it and shitting it out readily as well. Yeah. Not immediately, obviously, but yeah. Yeah, use it with confidence this time of year, honestly. Mm. Yeah. It's just so high in oil. I know we said this again, I'm repeating the previous podcast, but. 
for me, just something so high in oil, just sort of I get a little bit cringed out. It just doesn't feel right to me because it's not what I would normally, it's my usual approach this time of year. But yeah. then you speak to somebody like Jason Ryder, who's, you know, on our last chats with him, sort of like quite a big advocate of high, high oil sort of baits in the winter, isn't he? I think, well, uh, certain types of oil, certain types mm. of fan. Not oil is equal, you know, not all oil is equal. Um, so I don't think Jason would say, oh, yeah, you know, high fat in the winter. I think it's certain types of fat, certain types of oil. Um, I think that's the, the key, mate. You can't just lump all oils and all fats together, can you? No, no. But he was quite um, outspoken about, I guess, like calorific value or energy mm. storage, wasn't he? That was more his point rather than certain types of oil. Caloric value. Yeah, possibly that was it. I don't, I can't remember if I'm honest, mate. <laughs> I'm just guessing it was certain types of fats. Mm. Um, he's, he, his, his point, I think, was very much a, um, like an easy, an easy calorific fix, if that makes sense. Caloric. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you do A-level biology? Dude, yes, I did. Thank you. Do mm. you know what I got for my A-level biology? <laughs> no. <laughs> I got a U. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah. Did you? Mate, I failed my A-levels. How I got to uni, I don't know. I just phoned them up. <laughs> this is a true story. I phoned the uni up I went to, and I explained what I got for my A-levels, which I think was two E's and a D. Um... Yeah, people are losing the posh Pete sort of facade right now. Uh, yeah, I got two E's and a D. My surname's Tui, and I got two E's. I remember my mates I used to find that hilarious. Uh, and I phoned up the uni that I went to. I was like, will you accept this? They said, yeah. I never even visited the place. I just rocked up, like, on day one. Like, yeah. Lucky now. Exactly, mate. <laughs> now look at me. <laughs> Living the dream. Uh. Uh, go on then. Best memory of the year is is your Sandhurst fish, yeah. Yeah. And your yeah, proudest achieve, proudest blah, proudest achievement is. I'm gonna say bait bros, mate. I'm amazed Ooh. at at bait bros. You know, we've. I just can't believe it. I know me and you are sort of very different. You've got a lot of, I guess, business experience, and you've run or set up multiple businesses. Um, yeah, I'm proud of bait bros, aren't you? Yeah, I think it could be like so much more, so much bigger than it is if we marketed, but we don't want that, do we? Not necessarily. And like, it's probably worth saying, like, we don't draw profits from this. Like, all the money we make from Bait Bros supports the podcast or it goes back into angling. Like, we're mm. not pocketing any money from it at all. Well, let's have a <laughs> it's actually quite laughable, isn't it? When you think about it, like, I mean, mate, the amount of work involved is quite a lot really when you've got other jobs and bits and pieces yeah hell um, and to think you've bought a coat um, how's that coat I don't like it <laughs> so, out of bait bros like fucking hell mate I mean we've done hundreds and hundreds of orders you've bought a coat I'm gonna buy my fishing ticket in the new year and it covers the podcast costs <laughs> that's it <laughs> But, but if you think how many different products we've bought for testing, 
oh, I know. materials. Oh, all of I the know. all of the upcoming products we've got. Like to release a product, we don't just release something. I was I was talking to um, Bernie, what, like one of our sponsors, the one of the guys from Carp Hunter Giveaways. Like we don't just release something that we're pretty sure is good. Like we will test the fuck out of it, both on paper and in practice. Like so, mm. we have to spend a lot of money on materials to release a product. Um, yeah, we should be charging way more for our products, really, but we don't. Yeah. it's all good it's a little like I said earlier this is a yeah. passion thing for us isn't it the podcast oh. and the little bait company is all mm -hmm. just a bit of a passion project we enjoy it people you know send us their catch results and it feels you know very very nice to read people's success um, and it keeps everything afloat and we enjoy it that's why yeah. we do it I think it, that's what we're going to keep doing exactly and it's nice that you know Things like the, like the podcast isn't cheap, is it? It's not mental money, but it ain't cheap, and it's nice that it's, we can cover that now. It's getting more and more expensive, isn't it? Yeah, we're getting expensive taste in headphones. <laughs> A couple more of these court cases, Pete. You know, it's fucking hell. I've got to keep Ooh. the lights on. <laughs> yeah, I'm teasing. Um, come on, then. Next year, what are your plans? Um, okay, so... Do you know what, mate? I reckon I've looked back through the episodes now because we were talking about previous episodes. I saw like a New Year chat, and I'm sure if I went back and listened to that, you'd be like, "What are your plans for this year, Pete?" And I'd say, "You know what, Sam? I'm going to spend more time on the bank and enjoy my fishing." But yeah, I'm going to make a conscious effort to spend more time on the bank. Um, I don't want to go too deep, too heavy. The rum's kicking in now. I've had a like, like mentally like a pretty shit year, um, and. I'm focusing more on things that make me happy next year. <clears throat> Hence why I've rearranged a load of shit and going to go away for a couple of days. I'm going to spend more time with my family. I'm going to spend some more time fishing. That is my goal for the new year. Do you, do you this is not meant to like be an, a nasty comment at all, but do you feel like you live in a deep pool of unfulfillment? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> No, I don't, actually. I don't. Um, um, I think I could sort of serve myself a lot better, mate. I do, I do a lot of things, I find, for other people. That's what I do. I just I do a lot of things for other people. Don't do don't. shit for me, mate. Oh, sorry, dude. Don't even turn up on time. Oh, give me Amber. Right, 13 minutes late. 13 minutes. <laughs> 13 yeah it was and then i had to do an update so i phoned you on whatsapp so yeah you phoned me on whatsapp to tell me that you weren't ready so you're actually about 20 minutes late or all being no we had the, that was full of pre-chat and then you had technical issues and i did not have technical issues <laughs> i'm going for a piss mate yeah oh do you know what i've i did get myself a piss bucket for today yeah. oh that's lovely that's staying in that is staying in yeah it goes fine Back. Oh, he's back. I ain't chinning this rum. Yes, so am I. <laughs> That's why I'm enjoying it. How much have you had? Oh, a third of a bottle. You? I'm over half, mate. Are you actually? <laughs> yeah. Bam. Yeah, mate. What I'm about your beers? Having... Have you drunk your beers? No. Oh, you see, I've drunk my beers. So... Well, I've had two. I've, I've just poured oh. out my last beer. Okay, I've had two beers. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> You're an animal. 
Go on, indeed. So, <clears throat> back to the podcast. Your sort of proudest achievement. Oh, you've said it. You said llama dust, didn't you? Yeah, mate. Are you pissed? Yeah. No. God, no. Absolutely mm. not. Best memory. Best memory this year. I don't know. I should have known that you were going to flip these on me, shouldn't I? I should have had some on my sleeve. Mm. Best best fishing memory. Uh, God, when I think of it like this, I've probably had a pretty shit year. <laughs> <laughs> what about that, that target fish, mate? You know, you spoke about that on the podcast with a lot of passion. The one that yeah. you were convinced you were going to catch has got to be a good memory, surely. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't me. You say target. It wasn't really... Everyone thought that fish had died many years ago. Okay. So it wasn't really a target. But you knew it was in there. I knew it was... Well, yeah. yeah. Did you listen to that episode, mate? Well, yeah, I was talking to you. You, You'd seen the fish. You you knew you were going to catch it. So I'm guessing you knew it was in there. Yeah, the day before. The day Uh, before. But I kind of thought it was the other big one. If you remember, mm. um, yeah, that's got to be. I suppose that is the that is the highlight. Yeah, I suppose so, mate. I suppose so. Um, yeah. Do you know what? Just thinking back and thinking, oh, what's my biggest sort of my my best memory? I don't think I've made enough memories this year. How about that for a takeaway? I think in years gone by, mate, when we used, when I used to live down in Cornwall. A year would roll by, and we would have so many different memories. You know, most of most of which we've forgotten. But now, I suppose, I suppose because I fish on my own, I don't really make as as such precious memories. Um, yeah, we need to fish together more next year, and I think I need to fish with other people more. Um, and I think the good times are generally made. In the presence of other people, aren't they? Yeah, mate. I think you're very on point there, and that's again probably again with the sandhurst fish. Like I went with a good mate, and had a cracking time, and I don't do it enough, like you said. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, mate. Let's move on. I feel like this podcast is a little bit droll and a little bit depressive. <laughs> let's fucking switch it up. Stories. Ooh. Oh, Got- don't, don't. Got any good stories, Pete? Come on, entertain uh, us. Don't do that, Sam. Come on. Do you know what? So I'll tell you something. It, I've got a question if you haven't oh, got a story. Oh, fucking hell. Go on. Go on, you say what you're going to say. I was going to go with one of your questions to you. I was looking for a story. Um, tell your worst fishing injury. I know what your worst fishing injury no, is. Sh- I know what it is. It's a story. It doesn't lead on well. <laughs> Go on. I'll tell you what then, if you don't want to share a story, tell you what, what is the most shocking thing that you have ever seen on the bank? Not in the past year, I'm talking about in general now. Maybe maybe if we'll go on, maybe we'll ask this question, maybe we'll go on a few tangents and uh, maybe some good stories will come out. What is the most shocking thing you've seen on the bank? I can think of a few things. People pouring beer over fish. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Do you remember the Car- bailiffs that were on hard drugs? 
Yes, mate. Oh, God. Off their fucking face at God knows what time. Yes, yes mate. They were characters, weren't they? Uh, I, I don't have any problem with people getting, you know, having a few beers on the bank, smoking a bit of weed on the bank. People do it. You know, whatever. Each to their mm. own. That's fine. But I think Class A hard drugs. <laughs> it just doesn't There's a go, limit. Doesn't go hand in hand with fishing, does it? Surely. No, I don't know, mate. Something some people, you know, a bit of drum and bass on the bank, a little bit of a rave. <laughs> I can't imagine doing a bit of coke, dropping a few e's. Speed was the speed. Mate. Was it speed? Was it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, it was a long time ago, wasn't it? Mm. And this is a guy who's responsible for that lake. Responsible for, you know, head bailiff, mate. Head was he head bailiff? Head bailiff. Checking tickets, head bailiff with vetting pride. people that fish there, yeah, and yeah. yeah, off his nut, mate. But he was wired, wasn't he? I mean, that guy was wired, and he came round because he was worried about people stealing fish. So I guess in his heart, he was like in the right place. He but just lived yeah, in a world damn. of fucking turmoil and paranoia, mate. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of guys, didn't there? Mm. The short yeah. guy, remember him? Like the shorter guy, off his nut. Yeah, but it's funny, wasn't it? It was like a bailiff. Uh, the bailiffs were all on the gear, weren't they? Oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were just happy having a few beers. They were all right, no mate. They were, you know, you wouldn't speak to them. They weren't bad people. Do you know what I mean? They had good intentions for the fish and the fishery. They just were wild. Say what, Pete? Go on. You hear that? Mm-hmm. Cure it? Yep. Sounds like you're unscrewing a aluminium lid from a glass bottle. What is it? What is that noise? It's an aluminium, aluminium lid being screwed off a glass bottle. No, it's not, mate. Is it not? Listen carefully, because oh, you're going to lose a lot of carpy points if you don't get this. Okay. Shh, be quiet. Now, what is it? I don't know, but I put my ear close to my microphone to try and hear it better, forgetting that I've got headphones on. Wow. No idea, mate. No idea. It's a Lesney bread press. Oh, that's cool. Mm hmm. Nice. Like a punch. No, a bread press. Oh. You seen these? Lesney bread press? Yeah, like a little punch. It's like compresses the bread, squeezes it into like a little. It's nugget. not a punch. A punch is like um, like a cylinder with a hole in the middle, isn't it? Which yeah. Out. This is a press. They're like these little um, red box-shaped things with this like wing, wing nut, wing wing screw on the on the top, and it screws down, presses the bread. Mm. People will know a Lesney bread press. A lot of people will. The older guys will. <sighs> you didn't guess it right, mate. No. You lost some kudos there. We should totally do a new feature, shouldn't we? Guess that sound. Yes, mate. <laughs> People would love it. They get a yeah. free, free something from Bait Bros if they get the right sound. All right, tell you what, what's this? Did you hear that? No. <laughs> no. It's my centre pin. Oh, it's greased. Silky smooth, yeah. Can't hear a thing. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Should have guessed. Should have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, this podcast is going fucking downhill. <laughs> Oh, fuck, it is. Yeah, you're right. Go on, mate. Yeah, go on. So, beer being poured over fish. Now, this happened at the venue that you discussed with the bailiffs, etc. Yes, it was. Was it the same one, was yeah, it? it was. Yeah, same venue. Same venue. I remember What that a thing. cool little lake. I loved our little sort of time on there, mate. Caught some absolutely cracking fish. What? Uh, we didn't catch. Mate. mate, the commons. Come on. When we had fennel on the podcast and we were discussing commons that we'd caught, which were the closest to wildies we could think of. Like what? those fish. Oh, mate. Some of the commons out of there were just phenomenal. Yeah, we didn't catch any commons out of there, did we? Oh, I've got photos, mate. Yeah, I'll have to send you them. Me with them? No, me. I don't know about you. Fuck. Did I catch? I don't know, mate. You spent a bit more time on me than than me like on that lake what that's why i'm pissed <laughs> yeah, fair enough mate that that lake was also um where i rendered my worst fishing injury on that lake you remember i got yes. that freaking the, the I, chili tiger nuts in my eye i will never forget that the thing is you didn't even notice you're just sort of like oh fucking hell I'm like my eyes are a bit itchy you look like the elephant man <laughs> It like the dude from fucking the Goonies. What's he called? Yeah, I know the dude. Yeah, but basically, I got I had these um, tiger nuts steeped in this like hot chili. I got it in my eye, didn't I? Mm, your face was swollen. <laughs> Whole face swelled up. Yeah. Freaking Is that your eye. worst fishing injury? Uh like I mean, it wasn't severe. It was amusing for me. I haven't really had that many bad injuries. I hurt my back quite badly at, at that little syndicate we we joined briefly. Yeah. About for a year. Where I slipped on the deck in. Do you know about that? No. <laughs> no. Oh, it was pissing down and I was like I ran to get into the little um like there was this little log shed. Mm. Clubhouse is 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 like over hyping yeah. it a bit. It was this shed. Basically, um, a little tea station on there for the anglers. Yeah, I was running to get out in the rain. I slipped over and like, but like, feet went from out under me and landed ah. on my back. Funny, I had back issues for a week or so. But other than that, uh, that's pretty much it, mate. Fallen out of a few trees, but nothing mega, nothing <laughs> bad. I don't climb up super high. I'm a, I'm a big boy. These those those top branches don't take my weight. <laughs> no, I've never really had particularly bad injury. A couple of hooks in the hands. Yeah, about, yeah. About you? Yeah. No, I've, I've mate. I've never had like a like a hook in the hand. I shouldn't say this because I don't want to. It's actually a big fear of mine, mate. A few times I've like dropped the lead like attached to the rig recently and nearly fucking impaled myself. Yeah. Um, nothing sort of severe. Uh, fishing accident wise <laughs> the always thing I always think back to was our time on the pads lake uh, and at the far end of the lake um, there was sort of a bit of a slope down to the water you used to like bivvy up on top of the slope and then it would run down and then it was like a flat section where your rods would be um, and I remember sort of running out of the brolly one early one morning to a take slid completely down the bank 
like falling flat on my ass, like feet up in the air. My shoe fell off. I remember it's like slow motion watching it just spiral um, into the lake and just floating there whilst I'm playing this fish, just like panicking, like, should I net my shoe? Do I net the fish? Like, <laughs> um, no major injuries. I've been lucky. I've been lucky. Yeah. What's your most embarrassing moment on the bank? <sighs> Jesus. I'm sure you'll tell me. Jeez. I don't know. I, I've done some, like, we've all done some fucking stupid shit, haven't we? What's yours? I don't know, mate. I was pissed most of the time, wasn't I? I don't think I really <laughs> experienced any embarrassment. <laughs> if I looked back and could see it all, I'm sure I would. No. Oh, but I mean, we've spoken about your poop stories. Yeah, pooping. Yeah. I mean, the fucking. The one with the woman with the pitchfork just watching you set fire to your toilet paper's got to be up there for you, surely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it was, mate. Back then, it's just all part of the fun, though, wasn't it? You know, mm. they were fun times. They were, they were pretty. You know, <clears throat> we didn't really give a fuck about much, did we? I certainly didn't. No, mate. It was just good times, wasn't it? We were young, didn't care. Yeah, sad. Yeah, we need to do more fishing together next year, mate. We really do. Well, let's make that a little goal. It's in podcast we've published it let's do it let's go one step better when's the first one? Oh fuck I don't know mate tie you down mate yeah I know you do things like this so it's like it's easy for you to do like, I'm like oh it's got to be like a half term and then it's like oh. it's not easy for me to do at all mate I just make it happen big mm. difference you know yeah it's different for me mate very no, different you know, no. of course it is. Well, it is because you're the thermometer, not the thermostat. Okay. Okay. There we go. Feel like I need a bomb dropping. Ah, oh, mate, it's fucking hard. I like midweek, like I can't do. Like I've got no, like I've got to deal with the kids. Yeah, but you got a wife, mate. Who works full time? Yeah, but she gets how many school holidays? Yeah, so like right, so it's like February half term, mm. and it's like, oh well, we've like got shit to do with the family. I don't know, mate. Like, kids, are my priority. I've learned that more and more through the pandemic. Like, need to sort my priorities out. Bring them with. Oh, treat them to a do- treat them to a dose of Uncle Sam. <laughs> yeah. You'll love fishing with my children, mate. <laughs> They'll love fishing with me. Excellent. <laughs> Let's move this on. Dirty Harry, I haven't seen him for a long time. Mate, he has massive hair right now. He needs a haircut. Won't let anyone cut his hair. I remember holding him when he was a, a babe. Mm-hmm. A baby. You know what, mate? Next time you're down, we should probably do a little family get-together, shouldn't we? Just yeah, go out for I'll bring my up. kids over. You bring yours. Yeah. We should, shouldn't we? We'll see whose kids are harder. Yours are a lot older. <laughs> fucking pitch them against each other, mate. Mate. Honestly, my two-year-old would fucking... We'll, we'll give them garden tools, like some <laughs> trowels and stuff. Maybe a rake for the older boys. 
fucking pitch them up. Mm. No, we should do. Yeah, we'll go up. We'll go up. What's it? Jamaica Inn or something. Yeah. Get them a load of food. Play some pool. Yeah, mate. Hey, it's podcast, mate. Come on, this is this is yeah. like the worst fucking episode. It, if you're still listening to this, like you're you have obviously not got much else going on in your life. <laughs> we thank you for that. Thanks for listening. Let's get mm. it back to fishing. I've got one for you, Pete. I've got one for you, Sam. I've got one for you, Pete. Boom, go on. Go on, ladies first. Okay. Scenario. Okay. Carp Chronicles podcast. Goes boom. Okay. Our sponsors. Bernie and Ben, they want to like, you know, they're paying us a lot of money. Hang on. To produce this podcast. Mm -hmm. Stop, man. Like, you, right, okay, you're pissed. Are you saying that they are paying us a lot of money because they're really. No, 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 no. No, no, I'm really fucking not. Yeah, I'm saying hypothetical, mate. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, podcast goes boom. Bernie and Ben, you know. Start, mate, start again. Start again. The podcast blows up. We get very successful. Is this a scenario you're you're painting a picture, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So you know, we're the, we are the biggest carp fishing media. Every carp angler is listening to me and you. We're getting loads of money coming for our sponsors. Uh, bait bros off the chart. You know, <laughs> I'm going to the post office daily. <laughs> um. Oh God. And we're going to buy a lake. How would you want to sort of... What kind of lake would you be looking to buy? A wet one. What would be your... Go on, no, no, seriously. If you were to own a lake, mate, what would you What would you want from a lake? So I'm going to say this now. I know you wouldn't want to buy like a, a lake. You wouldn't want to sort of freshly dig a pond, chuck some 30s in it. No. No. Yeah, exactly. Like a soulless <clears throat> hole wouldn't be your vibe. Now, we've spoken about this a few times, about lakes that go up for auction or for sale, and actually, you know, there's a famous Cornish sort of water that went for about 30 grand, wouldn't there, or something stupid. Um, yeah, we've spoken about this a lot, mate, and it, like, I don't know necessarily buying, but leasing a lake... Mm-hmm. And turning it into a syndicate is really something that I've that I've thought about recently, um, and it's a definite possibility if the right thing comes along. I can't say that I've really gone out and looked intently for a sustained period of time, but yeah, at least leasing a lake and then you know running a syndicate on it, seeing how that goes, and then you know maybe with the mind of one day maybe buying one, if, you know if I can get the funds for it. I certainly don't have the funds for it. Um, yeah, it's it's something that I'm interested in doing, mate. To be honest, um, we've had that chat. To be honest, like without getting too personal in your world, um, but you know your line of work. You don't necessarily want to do it forever, necessarily, do you? No. You know. Um, hopefully, that's fair enough to say. And yeah, just I don't know. I'm sure there's ways that we can make money together Mm. Um, I you see I wouldn't see it as like a money making escapade like that I think you need to get your teeth into something you're passionate about Pete Mm. I really do Um, I don't think a syndicate is yeah like it's 
it's never going to be a big money maker, is it? But I don't think you're interested in that, are you? Um, no, no. But I can you see, see. The thing is, I could see some some day ticket fisheries make an absolute killing, like a phenomenal amount of money. <laughs> you're laughing at the way I said that. I can tell. Um, yeah, I think like a little syndicate or something. Um, I don't know, look, mate. It's not all about the money, is it? It's not. No, look, I'm not saying you. No, I'm not saying a, a running a syndicate is going to replace your existing job, but I think it could be like an element. You know, I think it could be something. I can sit basically. I can see you running a lake, mate. I really, really can. I can see you getting quite involved with it, quite involved with the habitat. You know, planting the right type of trees and plants, tr- pruning back others. I can really. I don't know why. I can really see you running, excuse me, running a lake. Yeah, I can see that, mate. Do you know what? I really, it's weird you say this. I want to work outside. I really want to work outside. Yeah. Do you ever get like that? Do you think Yes. Mm. Yes, I do. I really do. Mate, I, I used to, I, so I used to work at Shire's Adventure Park, which then got bought out by Creedy Adventure Park and you worked there as well but you only worked in the summer I worked there all year round and in the winter it was just maintenance outside and there's something about that kind of work you know it was such a varied job but it was a you know a physical outdoor job I loved it you know there's something about working outside your hands in the in the dirt (laughs) yeah it's, it's just a nice way to to live and yeah I do think about that the reality is that'll never happen for me just from the way my life has taken me, um, I just don't think that'll ever happen. Mm. For you, I think I can really see you doing that. Like I can really see you running a lake or two um, and then maybe doing something else alongside that. And I think we've had a chat about this because we're both interested in it. But as well as that, I think maybe because... I don't know. I can see you doing it. Not that it's up to me what you do. I'm not trying yeah. to say that. <laughs> but um, I think you should, Pete. I really think you should, man. Mm. I think you should I, look into it. I'll tell you what. For a decent kind of day ticket fishery in Cornwall, I think there's a lot of scope for it, mate. I don't think, I think the business or, or, you know, I don't think lack of a trade would be an issue for you at all where you are or where anywhere i think i mean when has there ever been a higher demand for fishing carp fishing than there is now never Mm. never um and i think you know if you if you have the slightest bit of of common sense you could probably run a, a a pretty damn successful fishery couldn't you um, like you, you're a very intelligent dude. I, I think you'd you'd run a very successful fishery. It's just that thing of getting the right place, the right venue. You know, as you said, you're the same as me. You wouldn't want to just buy a freaking hole in the ground no, and, and you know, and then buy some twenties. You'd want those fish in there to be, you know, a bit of pedigree, age to them. Um, that's where the problem would lie. You see, the stock for me wouldn't be the biggest thing because you can get yourself a lake and you can stock it with whatever fish you like at whatever size and you can grow them on. 
You see, the stock for me wouldn't be the biggest thing because you can make that a very personal thing. So you can always be happy with that. It's just the lake itself. Um, picking the right water. I think that's the big thing. About um, ladies' wood. Wasn't that for sale not so long ago down in Cornwall? Yeah, yeah. And that, mate, that went for a lot of money. That oh, was expensive. It? Yeah, it did. Um, I think I told you about that. I went down there. I was. <clears throat> So there's rumours of fish, wasn't there? Sort of left behind. Um, and I remember I was down there having a little bit of a... Having a little scout around. Thinking about a few guesties or whatever. And I actually got busted by the lake owner. Um, and I had my son with me at the time in like a little kiddie backpack. <laughs> um, and anyway, he was good as gold. After I got, I got busted, obviously. And he was a bit like, what are you doing here? Um, and I was like, oh, I can't remember the conversation. And I just got chatting to him. And he was like, mate, by the end of the conversation, he was like, you come down here as much as you want with your son. <laughs> um, good as gold. He's really interested about what I had to say about carp fishing. He had just had it stocked with however many hundreds of little fingerlings, like little fish. Um, and I never went back there. Never went back. <laughs> um, but yeah. I mean, that kind of lake would be perfect, wouldn't it? Stick a fence around there, because, I mean, that is a, I mean, prime, prime otter mm. uh, predation. Do you know place, what? But... Do you know what? Listen, we don't have any money, but let's fucking, let's make that a goal for 2022, right? Ooh. Let's lease okay. a fuck. let's lease a fucking lake. Well, this is a thing. We could lease a lake. And you've got your first few up month payments or whatever. Number one, if it's got a stock of fish, ideal. We could find fish, I think, quite quickly, couldn't we, for a good price? Well, I've got some. <laughs> My mum's got a nice one. Which Clarence. I, which I put in there 15 years ago, whatever it was, 10 years mm. ago. There's there's a few. <laughs> no, mate, yeah, no, serious jokes like we could yeah, we could we could source good bloodline fish. I don't doubt it. Mm. Mate, it's quite an interesting thing because I think we could quickly if if you're leasing a lake as well, there's no reason to lose money from it, is there? How about this? How about it's a um Carp Chronicles lake? How about oh, it's, for it. Let's do it's, it. it's a business lake or, mm -hmm. or Bait Bros Lake, whatever. How about that? Podcast is taking a turn. This is how business chats go, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, mate. So, moving on. You haven't answered the question. What would be your dream sort of lake? What kind of pet are you looking for? My dream... a little bit old, matured. Dream lake to own or, or to fish? No, to own. You're owning a fishery, mate. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's probably like the the just a nice, small, manageable place, I suppose. Um, like if I had to like build something from scratch, I think I think what Mark Walsingham has done at Ashmead. I've never been there. I've only seen photos. I've only read about it. But it sounds like because I think that's fairly recently dug in the last sort of twenty years. If you had to dig one out and do it, I think that is the best way to do it, you know. 
Sounds like the, he's done the trouble it is right. with digging. What like you say, the last twenty years. I mean, if you were to dig a lake and you want it to mature, no, like so. So, from talking from experience here, like my parents have dug a pond. Like we're talking like three quarters of an acre, like a big pond, like bigger than your average fucking pond. And that has just about got matured, and we're talking probably 15 years before I'd consider that like nicely matured, you know? It's tree-lined now, it's nice, it's... It's tree-lined, is it? You know what I mean, like... When it's did got I some... last see that? Ah, oh, mate. Probably 10 years ago, realistically, wasn't it? At probably. least. More yeah. than that. More than... Oh, mate, it's... Yeah, you wouldn't Just a hole in the now. ground when I saw it. Maybe yeah. years ago. Oh, it's nice. It's nice now. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a big pond, isn't it? It's not a garden pond as you, anyone would associate. I just want to ask you a question. There, there's a few lakes on the on the water park. The, the Cotswold Water Park is a lovely place. Um, but they're all, you know, they're gravel pits, so they're not ancient-looking lakes. But there's some lovely lakes there. There really is. Um there's quite a lot that I would I would love to take the lease on. Um, I mean, you don't even need to take a lease on. Do you? you can you can lease the the fishing rights, um, and it can you know. There's different ways of doing it, isn't there? Um, there's so much to factor in. So you could take a lease on. Say you get a five year lease to start with. So you get a five year lease. How much is it costing you to fence that lake? Well, if you fencing, yeah, that's that's a definite cost. So um, I wouldn't consider taking a lake on without fencing it. Mm. Would you? I don't. I, uh, a couple of years ago, I would have said no, but now I don't know. It depends where it is. Depends on the situation. Um, it's a tough one, mate. It is a tough one. I couldn't do it, like, mate. I. It's very rare I will walk around... No, it's, it's, I say it's very rare. I will not walk around a lake unless there's a fucking great otter fence around it and I will not walk around a lake without looking for signs of predation. Will you? Mm, I'd look for signs of predation, but I would I would entertain fish in a lake without a fence. There, I'll be honest, there's a lake I really, really want to get a place on the syndicate next year. And that has not got a fence. It will never have a fence. It just won't. It's just the nature of it. But I would fucking dearly love to catch some of those old carp. Really, really would. But how much of your motivation to fish that place is, I want to get some of those fish before it's too late? Mm, A lot of it. Yeah, exactly. It's sad, isn't it? That's a sad, sad reality that we're in. But... It and is. It's, it's a real fucking world reality, like a problem that we have. It is, but I mean, what do you want to do? Like, you know, it's that is the reality. No point in moping around. But... Do the, what we can do. Fence the lakes that we can fence. But aside from that, it is what it is. It's fucking horrible. Let's try and remedy the situation as much as possible. If but you could take on a lake, though, and you were going to, like, charge people for a ticket I mean, you wouldn't take on a lake via a lease that you know you wouldn't have security of your stock would you? Yeah if you're charging people you're right yeah you'd need to have yeah. a fence on it. Or even if you're putting your own sort of money 
into that stock, you just wouldn't do it, would you? You'd want them to be protected. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, mate. I do know what you mean. Anyway, I think this episode's getting long in the tooth, mate. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, let's finish on a little bit of fun, right? So you're talking about what would what would be my ideal lake to to lease and build a syndicate on. Dream lake to fish. Any era, it could be years gone by, it could be current time. Where would you love to fish, mate? Ooh. For me, ultimate lake, ultimate sort of era uh, would be sort of back in the 80s, uh, back in casing. I think that sort of first sort of... Cassian. Yeah. Experience sort of... You know, for the guys back then, it was out of this world, the idea of catching fish that big. And that that pioneering thing, um, which I've never done and I'll never pretend that I've sort sort of done, but for me... Back then, the idea of going back and catching sort of 60 pound fish was just ridiculous and a dream. And that for me, yeah, I think that's sort of pretty epic. I'd like to have done that. Yeah. 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 It does sound very interesting, like exciting, doesn't it? It's just that. Mm. It's the element of the unknown, I think, isn't it? It was beyond the unknown, wasn't it? It wasn't like we're just sort of. You know, it was beyond the unknown. It was, a, it was a different world, wasn't it? Like the whole experience back then. You know, traveling to a different country for I don't know for some of these guys was months, months at a time for the unknown, fishing regards and just everything from the culture to you know they didn't know what they were getting themselves into, apart from a few rumors. Mate, it's just exciting, isn't it? I get it. Yeah, I must say though, Cornwall. Minus traveling overseas, obviously. <laughs> Go on. Cornwall's got quite a few waters with a bit of unknown in, isn't it? Not allowed to fish them, but, you know, they're there. Yeah, mate, I think wherever you go, wherever you go within the UK, there's going to be places with a little bit of unknown. Yeah, I think that it's more apparent in Cornwall, mate. Certainly than around me. See, I know you've said this before, but that's you've got to. You, I don't know, mate. I don't think so. I think there is around you, maybe. Um, I don't think Cornwall's that. There's not that much unknown in Cornwall. I think the unknown that we knew it as even ten, fifteen years ago isn't so unknown anymore. Uh, I mean, there's one place that tickles my fancy. There's a bit of two places, I'll say, actually, that tickle my fancy is a bit of unknown. <sighs> I don't know. There's, there's, there's one that's about 15-minute drive from my parents. No one's fishing that for carp properly. Never. In fact, no one's fishing that for carp full stop. I know one person no. that's had a dabble. Me and you have had a dabble. Yeah. It could be God knows what's it up in there. Head further up into Devon, there's that big... Huge lake. No one knows what the fuck's in there. There's a lot of unknown, mate. Head a little bit down south. There's the other one. I'm not going to give too much away. There's quite a few, Pete, honestly. Mm. In Devon and Cornwall, some, well, fair few of which we have had a dabble on. Um, There is more of the unknown down in Cornwall than there is up here. I promise you that. You see, that's cool. 
I mean, that's exciting. There's two quarries. Um, two. One. Well, okay. No, it's not two quarries. There's two two waters sort of further down south I'd like to fish. Um, there's a quarry down south we've spoken about before, mate. And I've had a couple of fish out of there. And I'd go back and like to catch the big one out of there. There's a, you know, a legit sort of 30 pound common um, which I believe is still swimming around and there's a lot more fish in that lake to go at now uh, than in the past and there's one near there that I know of as well um, it's got a few just uncaught fish mate a few sort of random surprise captures that no one's really fishing uh, I know about that as well and there's another quarry that really interests me mate uh, that I've sort of come to know about few a, a few sort of random comments I've seen there and about on social media. And this year I went down to have a look at it and I've seen a few fish in there. Uh, and I haven't sort of fished in there. But yeah, that does it for me a little bit. For both of us, you know, the unknown is exciting, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and we're not talking about like forty pounders and things, you know. We're not talking about these monster fish, but a few fish that haven't really had a hook put in them, and oh, it's exciting. I think know? the difference is, I I do think there's more untouched waters in Cornwall, a lot more, mm-hmm. and I think up here there's more anglers that are out there doing this stealthy fishing where you're not supposed to be which I'm not trying to glorify, like, glorify it at all. I think there's more anglers up here doing that kind of thing, and I think there's a lot less of that going on in Cornwall. I also think there's a lot more kind of remote areas in Cornwall. There's a lot more lakes where nothing happens on in Cornwall. Um, I, I think, honestly, Pete, I think you're probably not aware of what you've got down there. You know, I wasn't one of those. Probably. There. Yeah. Yeah, this is the thing. Like, I mean, we have this chat. Like, so I've got two days. I've got two days, two nights. I've got 48 hours from Sunday to where I can go wherever I want in the UK and go fishing. Um, I know where I'd go. If I was you, get out of Cornwall. I want to go away from this place and catch a few fish. How much of this rum have you had? I'm getting towards the end of the bottle, Sam. Man, I've sent it. You've gone. It's done. Oh, savage. Man, it's done. Yeah, I'm actually, have. mate. It's, not only is it done, I'm on the beef eater fucking gin. This is why you're an animal, not Let me. Let me send you a photo. Do you know what, mate? So, genuinely, genuinely, I have not. I know the last podcast, like you took the piss out of me for being sober, mate. I don't drink a lot these days. Um, and I'm making a conscious effort not to drink a lot. It's mm. just, it's just where I'm at. Mm. Check your video. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> on on my second gin as well, dude. That's an impressive video. Like. Like, did you speed that up? Like, what's going on with that footage? How pissed are you? Yeah, quite. Quite. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you remember your first 20? Yeah, of course I do. We spoke about this on the podcast. Have we? Yes, mate. I remember your... I don't remember my first 20, but I remember your first 20. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, yeah, you'll never let me forget my first 20. Ever. No. No. I didn't deserve it, did I? No, you didn't. You lobbed no. back out a rig with, like, a super blunt hook, and I was like, you're never going to get a take on that. Like, you need to change your hook. You were a, you were a bit of a... A little bit of... You'd been fishing before, but this was... I got you into carp fishing, didn't I? And I was like... Right. Mm. We're not striking. We're letting the, the rig do the business. Yeah. I need a sharp hook. And you're like, nah, it's fine. Lots Where you say I had been fishing before... You see, I take straight away... I'm like, ah, like fuck off, mate. Like, I'm taking offence to it. What? Like, I started fishing at the age of four... But That's what I mean. Carp fishing was a as a new thing to me. That's what I mean. Yeah. You've been fishing before, and I remember like the, the the hook was blunt, and I was like, "Mate, it's pissing down with rain. I'm chucking it out." <laughs> yeah, and I got yeah, v- incredibly lucky. This is what I mean. You were fishing were... before. I'm not trying mm. to discredit you. You you'd done a lot of fishing before. Is that a better way of saying it? Mm. Um, yeah, you you you're an angler, but you weren't a carp angler. Absolutely not. No, no, so I got you into it. You, you were, you were, you did a lot of fly fishing where you're kind of striking. So hook sharpness is important, but maybe not as important as self hooking rigs, mate. So I would, first of all, I, I would yes. never dream of chucking a rig out now like that. I thought I was just, yeah, ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous yeah mate i've got the photos we should put it up on the podcast page of my first 20 i've still got the photos have you yes mate I'll definitely send them over mate. I love hey, actually i'll tell you what it'll take some digging out but i 100 percent still got them yeah mate and like in the dis, and it's funny because like talking about this now like i'm reliving it in the distance you can see your old grc brolly and not like a brolly brolly it was like an like the STI, like who calls a shelter an STI nowadays? It's like it's the worst name you could give. Can you remember that thing you had, like the old pram hood thing without a front? That was in more recent years, I think. No, it wasn't, mate. God no. Oh, sh- anyway, anyway, it's um, I can I can show you the photos, mate. Okay. And yeah, I was so proud of that fish <laughs> back then. I was honestly so proud of it. And now I just look back at it and just think, Christ, what a horrible picture. <laughs> yeah, you just fluked it out, mate. Oh, my God. It was, ow, I just headbutted the fucking fence. Um, yeah, mate, I did not deserve that, did I? Pete, what pisses you off about modern day carp angling? <sighs> I just, mate, there's many things, like, and it doesn't even piss me off that much, because I accept it for what it is, and this is where, honestly, with Keep It Real with the Anglers, the majority of you listening to this podcast, and myself, we are fishing for fucking pets, whether you like it or not, whether you're part of a syndicate, or whatever you're listening to. You can stand there on the ocean face and you can stand there on a cliff and you can catch any fish. It might be a mackerel that weighs 500 grams and you are catching something wild and something that doesn't know it's been caught. 
but you can go to a carp lake and whether you like it or not you are fishing for a pet a pet fish that sort of fucking pisses me off fucking hell did Tim Westwood enter the building truth bomb it is isn't it hmm that resonates with me, mate. That is a thing. That is how does a that thing make you modern... feel? How does that make you feel, mate? Does that does that bum you out? Does that make you not want to fish for these fish that have been caught, God knows how many other times? No, does for no. me, mate. Yeah, this is what course... drives. It does. It does, and it doesn't because actually, I and mean, you have to step back, fucking step back from that moment. Do you know what I mean? And think, actually, you know what? Like, whether you like it or not, when you're playing that fish, mate, you get a bit of a kick from it. You do. You right. You really fucking do. And so, like, I'm going to talk about, again, like the Sandhurst fish. I don't know how many fish, or how many fucking fish, how many people have caught that fish before me. A lot. A lot. A lot of people have caught that fish. But I caught that fish... When I was playing the fish, I was fucking buzzing. I've caught that fish. I've got the photo of that fish. The photo of that fish is on our Facebook page. I'm kind of buzzing. That's not the I best lo- fish you've ever I... caught, though. Do you know what, mate? <clears throat> I'll say it was in the top two fish. What? Yeah, it was. It was. No. No, no, no. Bullshit. No, it's not. No, no, no mate. No, for me. For me. No. No, 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 no. For me, it is. Yeah, I'm talking about for you. Yeah, for me it is, mate. For the, the enjoyment I got from it, that is, and I'm happy to say that, mate. I think you you enjoyed going to like a well-known fishery, like because look, when you fish in Cornwall, like me and Pete have, they aren't well-known fishery. <laughs> like you're you're out there on your own, aren't you? I mm. think you liked the fact that you'd gone to a place that that you'd uh, tell me if I'm speaking out of turn. You like going to a place that you've you know read about and and watch videos about and then it's sort of like oh shit i'm there i'm fishing outside of cornwall which when you're in cornwall there's nowhere down or across or to the left or right you have to go up country so whereas if you're in oxford where well, you can travel to like you know berkshire or reading or whatever you know it's different in cornwall isn't it we're sort of more remote i think you just like liked being out of your area didn't you and you caught a fish that was a well-known fish that i think it's probably the most sought after fish in the lake isn't it but if you were to think about like if you were to stem back to what you were just talking about like with most people are fishing for pets Mm -hmm. i know you i know your fishing dna you don't like that you may have come to terms of it and you may accept that but what Mm -hmm. really would set you on fire would be catching something that hadn't been caught before, that wasn't known to be there, that was in a huge, unfished reservoir or pit, that had just been untouched by the human hand. You know, I know that would set you on fire. I know that would like light that that fire you know within you. I can. This is the thing, though. I can send you a photo today of a fish that. I reckon we could put up on social media, like attributed to this episode, that wouldn't have been caught by anybody else. And to me, means a lot to me. Yeah. 
I, I said, hey, mate, yeah. I mean, I can send you that photo, but it's like that photo of the fish I caught, from, say, from Sandhurst. It's I more impressive. Say, yeah. Yeah, mate, it's... Right, okay, to the listener, it's more impressive, but to me, I would say means equally as much. I agree with you. Like, I'm, I'm cool with that. Like, that's fine with me. Mm. I agree with you, dude. And then, yeah, I agree with you. Swearing like makes me a little bit sad because I think if if I still lived in Cornwall, well, a well we probably wouldn't be here now, <laughs> would we? To be honest, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if I still lived in Cornwall. Probably, <laughs> we probably would have started a long time ago. Probably, probably, <laughs> yeah, we would have. Yeah, we we'd been fucking etching for money. I reckon. I think Cornwall was bad for me, mate. I got my shit together when I moved out. Yeah, agreed. Um, but let's just say I moved back then. Okay, I, we, I guarantee I would be fishing a certain lake up in Devon, and I guarantee you'd be fishing it with me, I reckon. Ooh. You know Controversial. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, not allowed to fish it. But that kind of fishing... You know, how many times have you come on this podcast and you've been like, oh, you know, I'm fishing it. I've just got not got the motivation. Like, how many times have we had this chat? Pete, it's boring for the listener now. Absolutely. If you're fishing that lake, that would not be an issue for you. You'd be lit the fuck up. You'd be talking with passion about as much as you could talk about. Obviously, you can't give it all away. <clears throat> That's you, dude. That's your kind of fishing. It's my kind of fishing as well. So I get what you're saying, stem back to what you know you were saying about we're all fishing for pets, but you're okay with it, you come to terms with it. Yeah, maybe you do. But that isn't really the essence of angling for you. You know, you grew up, like you rightly said, fishing from a very early age, four years old, fishing the rivers, the wild rivers, not knowing what you're fishing for. Fishing for trout, fair enough, fly fishing, different type of angling. But it's fishing for the unknown, the wildness. Like that is in you as an angler without sounding too dramatic. Yeah, I. No. You are pissed, aren't you? You are fucking clueless. Yeah, of course. Let's be honest. Yeah, mate, mate. You're shit. Mate, mate. <laughs> okay, um, um, <laughs> I wouldn't go as far as shit face, but this, this is, this is a rare moment in time where Pete is way more fucking drunk than me. No bullshit. Uh, it's not bullshit, Pete. You no, are okay, way more fucking drunk than I am. <laughs> From here, where are we going? I don't know. I think if people are still listening right now... They've done well. They've done well, or they just haven't got anything else going on. Or they've got some masochistic thing where they have to finish every episode and they're just willing us to stop talking. I don't know. It's a different podcast. It's me and you chatting shit. As I said in the intro, we've got some some guests lined up for next year mm-hmm. it'll be yeah we're gonna have some good chats and i mean to bring it back to the beginning how this episode started pete mentioned all the different guests we've had on this year we've had some awesome chats we really have and it's flown by and i hope we can make next year the same i hope we get new guests on i hope we speak to previous guests as well and uh yeah just keep Keep doing this thing. 
you know keep sharing the knowledge that we get from these guests you know we learn a lot from people we really do we definitely don't know it all mm. um you know you can always get i think if you talk to anyone that's interesting you can always get something you can always glean something out of them and we're at the front line of these podcasts like we're talking to people like john baker sean harrison stephen white Dean Towie, great fucking. I mean, Dean Towie's a great, great bait mind, you know? Stephen White got some phenomenally interesting ideas on, on catching different fish and bait as well. Obviously, John Baker, Sean Harrison, other people which I've forgotten to mention, which I know is really rude. But we're speaking to all these amazing people. Um, we learn all the time. I fucking love it, man. I love it. I like it. I do enjoy this. I enjoy it a lot. Um, hopefully, we get loads more of those experiences and we get to share them with you, the listener, next year. Um, and I suppose if there's anyone that would be really good to come on that's attainable, a lot of people don't want to do it. But if there's someone you know and you think they'll do it, you know, send them our way. Recommend that they come on. Absolutely. And that is true, isn't it? In but a lot of people do not want to do it. A lot of people who come on the podcast or say they want to come on the podcast, mm. again, when they when they come on the podcast, it's it's very different, isn't it? Or they say they want to come on the podcast, but actually, when it comes down to it, it's a different story altogether. It's hard to get guests on, harder than you'd think. Um. Yeah, people are like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, really up for it. You chat to them on the phone. Yeah, yeah, wicked. Really up for it. Comes to crunch time and then all oh, this, all oh, that. You know, make fucking excuses. Um, yeah. A lot of people not true to their word. I'll add that as well. <laughs> mm. yeah, it's just not something I would do. I can't relate no. to it. But yeah, for whatever reason, people get cold feet and they don't turn up. Um, and it's frustrating, you know. But anyway. i tell you what, mate. I can on. sense you're rounding things up. Um, but just another little question. Uh, what do you think is the best thing you've bought this year? Best product? Uh, something you want to plug, maybe? Ooh. Yeah, putting it out there. Bought a new MacBook Pro. Oh, fuck off let's not go down that app bro <laughs> currently, currently trying to sell Pete my old MacBook Pro um, which is actually I say it's old it's actually brand new because it was a replacement via insurance uh, if anyone wants a MacBook Pro good yeah. value let me know yeah damaged through why how was it damaged uh, I spilled my coffee on it but it's a different <sighs> one this is this is a brand new replacement mate Oh, was it really? Yeah, this one isn't. I thought this is a fucking damaged thing. No, you say you spilt coffee on it. I just assume podcast beer. No, I spilt a bulletproof coffee on it. (laughs) Um, whilst I was talking to my least favourite client ever. Okay, Um, that's terrible. If if she listens, (laughs) (laughs) she'll know it happened as well. Yeah, hopefully she won't listen. That's really unprofessional of me. Yeah. No, yeah, I spilt this bulletproof coffee on it. It wasn't her fault, but it just stuck out because I was speaking to this mm. person. Yeah. Um, so anyway, mate, go on. Yeah. Best thing 
carp fishing related that you've bought this year? Uh, fuck me. Kenny Gates bait. <laughs> fuck off. Mate, you will not publish that. <laughs> of course I will. Probably yeah, is. It sounds what? like I'm sponsored by him. I'm not <gasps> sponsored by him. I yeah, I know you're not. Go I on. buy my fucking bait. You really genuinely rate that, don't you? Uh, other than that, actual equipment, best thing I've bought. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, um, it's called Small Rig, and it's basically a a, a camera ball joint. So I've got a a bank Ooh. stick which I shove in the ground. This is for self takes mm -hmm. for cameras. Go on. Yeah. So I've got a um, I've got a bank stick that I shove in the ground, screw in the ground, which is very stable. Um, adjustable bank stick. On the top of that, I have this uh, thread, bit of thread bar. Is it three-quarter inch UK standard for camera? I don't know. It goes <laughs> in there. Whatever it is. What are you fucking laughing at? <laughs> Just, you know where you say, like, three-quarter inch, is it? I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Go on. the fuck up, then. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> fucking behave. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I so I got a bank stick, put this thread bar in it, and then I put on top the. Uh, it's called small rig, so it's for cameras. It's it's like a rig head which you would screw onto the bottom of your camera, and it's like a ball joint, so you can rotate it. it. Doesn't need to. It means that you don't need your bank stick on like a flat ground. This isn't sold for fishing. This is sold for just general camera work. Um, dude, I'm gonna stop you. Go on. So our social, I remember you had like something you had like your ball joint like screwed onto but it wasn't perfect for a self take so I'm guessing you've upgraded why wasn't it perfect what what was that oh, I didn't fit I remember you fucking like screwing this shit on like it was cross threaded maybe it's not three quarter inch though <laughs> I don't know I don't know mate I Do can't remember, remember? Mate, you, you, got like, you were struggling oh I know I know what it is okay, I tell on. you what it is yes you're right you are mm -hmm. right that was when I was using the bar, which I think is three quarter inch, but I might be wrong. Now what I've got, so fucking forget what I've just told you. I've got a bank stick. I've got one of those. Um, they made by Gardner. You, it, it's this adapter where basically you screw one end into your bank stick, which is the right Dude. size for that, and the other end screws into the bottom of your camera. Okay, but instead of screwing into the bottom of your camera, I've screwed it into the bottom of the small rig ball joint. Okay. okay. And then that small rig ball joint has got a, a a plate on which is attached to my camera, so I can just bang that on quick. Right. And all of a sudden, I've got my camera on so there, you're... nice and sturdy, on a ball mm. joint, so it's all level. So your ball joint is good quality, yeah? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, the company is Cause... called Small Rig. It's not made for fishing. Okay. It's made for camera work. It's about 25 quid from Amazon. Buy it. So I remember at the time, because I've got like a gardener attachment, that you just screw into your camera. Yeah, whatever. you need that. You need that. Okay, yeah. But at the time, I remember you saying, like, nah, the Gardner, because I think Gardner or another tackle company do, like, a little little ball joint. Oh, that for, is... fuck that. That's too weak. That's yeah. Weak. I remember you saying to me, like, fucking hell, like, this isn't good enough. And I'm thinking, like, we know what me and you are like. Like, I'm tight. You're not so tight. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um... But the garden, the gardener attachment itself is just the thread. Is that right? Yeah. So I don't even what's think the... it's gardener? I think it's like three quid off eBay. 
Yeah, gardener's cellar. So Thanks. what's this? What's the ball joint? It's called small rig. Right. Small that, rig ball joint. Yeah, and that attaches to the gardener thread. Is that right? Well, it, it's the underside of it is the same thread size as the underside of your camera. <clears throat> okay. So yes, you would have that thread which goes from bank stick insert size. Fucking hell, this is boring for people. Bank stick insert size to the camera size, but instead of screwing my camera directly on it, I screw the ball head joint on it so it can move and I can level it off so the the, the shot is level. And then I put the camera on top. Yeah, nice, mate. It's I, not that boring. People will take that. The little like gardener ones with the ball joints, they're not strong enough. I mean, so I've got. Uh, camera. I've got a mirrorless camera, which is fairly light, but I'm using it's Canon. I'm using L glass, so the lenses are nah. L series, <laughs> and they're very, they're very heavy lenses. So mm. if I have a little flimsy ball joint thing, it's just it's just gonna weigh down. It's not gonna work. So I need a good one, which is why I use a small rig. It's nice and compact. It fits in my rod skin, my rod bag. Um, yeah, recommend it highly. Yeah, nice. Mate, we haven't spoken about camera and photography work since, I guess, the Tommy Bish episode, which hasn't aired. But yeah, nice. Mm. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Seriously shit-faced, aren't you? I can tell. Absolutely. You are proper pissed, mate. I can tell. I know you very well. I've, I've done my beers. I've drunk an entire bottle of rum uh, yeah I'm happy Yeah. happy Christmas we're going to round it off now I'm going to leave you with one question Pete uh, just decided to do this go on we've been reflecting on the year and our angling and what we're taking away <sighs> what was the biggest thing you learnt about me over the last 12 months fucking hell yeah. about you yeah okay Anything? Sam yeah, yeah you you don't like it when I'm late to a podcast. No, nope, I don't. Makes you a little bit grumpy. It does. Uh, do you know what, mate? I've learned. Ah, oh, I'm going to go heavy. I'm going to go heavy. Are you ready? Go on. I've learned, like, do you know, ah, oh, mate, this is weird that we do it as a podcast. I've learned you love your kids, like, a lot. Um, you come down a lot to see them. Um, do you know what? I thought like you, they were like a like a like a secondary thing to your family life, um, which are not. That's what I've learned from you. And you're gonna think I'm being fucking stupid now, but it's true. Wow. And I think you take your family time like very importantly, which I didn't think you did. Shit, don't hold back, will you? No, I'm gonna say tell, it. Tell it how it is, yeah. Mate, no, seriously. No, I think you fucking really prioritise them. I do. Yeah, I do prioritise my kids. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe when I was a lot younger, my kids are uh, are older than Pete's kids. Mm. From a previous life I used to live. Um I think the older I get the more I I'm aware of their life and the more I'm aware of my own you know, I'm just more aware. I'm more aware of what's important and those children are fucking important to me um, and I'm definitely not perfect I'm far from it uh, you know definitely not going to win dad of the year award but I'm fucking trying you know 
And I want to, I want to, yeah, I want to, I want to be as good as I can do for him. Mate, you're a fucking good dad. Ah, you are, don't. honestly. Nah. You are. No. Nah. No, I'm not. I'm trying. Um, when I'm there, I'm a fuck. I'm sure I'm a, I'm a good dad, and I'm sure they think I'm a very fun dad. Um, but that's not the be all and end all, is it? I'm trying. I'm doing my best. Kill it. <laughs> end. There, there we go, guys. If you've lasted this long, thank you for listening. This is it. This is the drunken Christmas episode. I think we're done, aren't we, Pete? Anything else you want to add, or do you want to say goodnight? Good night. Good night.